Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast. How are you all doing out there? Hope you're all having yourselves a very good summer as much as we are. My name is Andy and this is the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. I've got here with me Jake. Hello Andy. Very glad to be here today. We've got a big show today. I'm very excited to do this one today. Awesome. Yes, we do actually. We've got some pretty exciting news and because it's a lot we might as well get into it get straight into it yeah so the first segment of the show will be the movie and tv news well, gentlemen you have my curiosity but now you have my attention so andy yes huge news first of all absolutely huge news especially for star wars fans now the report came out earlier it is now confirmed that ewan mcgregor will be reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi for a Disney Plus series. Amazing. Man, like when you sent me that message yesterday, I had literally had goosebumps on my seat because Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan. He's the Obi-Wan we all know. Every representation, apart from... Alec Guinness. Yes, apart from him, every other representation of Obi-Wan has been, has been Ewan McGregor. And um, he, he played that part so well. When you think of Obi-Wan in your mind, he's the one you think of. You don't think of, my goodness, you think of him. Yeah, well, it depends because I like to look at it, what period are we looking at? Uh, but for, for me, yes, Ewan McGregor is our Obi-Wan because he was our generational Obi-Wan Kenobi. But you have to make an argument for Alec Guinness as well. Because obviously Ewan McGregor based a lot of his performance mm -hmm. on Alec Guinness's performance. Yeah, he did well. You know, even when I'm... so. If, if, if when I'm thinking back about that final battle between Obi-Wan and um, Darth Vader, Vader yeah. yeah, in my head, when I'm thinking about it, it's Obi-Wan's face I see having that duel with, um, with um, Darth Vader. Mm. That's how much he's ingrained in my brain as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this is amazing because this is, you know how we say this is not the movie we asked, we asked for? No, this is a movie we asked for. Yeah, I, people want to know because that's a huge... Uh, they didn't give details on... No, no details yet. I mean, this all comes from... The, so the, the report is is that, wait, you know, there was rumors that an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie was going to happen. They, you know, that was strongly rumored. They had a script. They had a director. It was ready to go. And then, you know, Last Jedi Solo came out, poor box office. They decided to scrap that. Well, from what I've heard and what the report says, that they've retooled it to make it into a series. So it's the same story, and I think the story, I think it's what most Star Wars fans want, is that period between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, episodes three and four, where he's on Tatooine, yeah. looking over Luke. Yeah, there's comics, it, there's stories about it, but it's, we, we've never seen that on screen, and I'm sure they'll put some new things that we never saw about it, like how he learned to, I don't know if it's been covered in the comics, I haven't seen it myself, but how he learned to transition from to, to learn to be a force ghost? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have they? Have you read that in the comics? I haven't. Um, they haven't shown how he does it. It's it's alluded to that he's trained to do it. Uh, we saw at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda tells him, training I have for you. Yes, exactly. I want to see that because it must be that maybe Yoda was projecting. Well, I think he would have been in communication with Yoda. And what I also want to see is that because it is canon, the fact that he did communicate with Qui-Gon Jinn. I was about to say, so they'll probably bring Liam Nelson. I, I want to see Qui-Gon Jinn in this. I want to see him, even if it's just one scene, just give me that little thing like, oh, 
there he is and he's like he's seeking guidance yeah you know i, I mean? think i am 100 percent sure they will they'll bring him in they'll bring him in like you said just to one scene maybe a dream or something but they'll bring him the, in the <sighs> way the way i would like to play it out as well is that at the end of revenge of the sith mm. as far as obi-wan kenobi is concerned anakin is dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he, so in this series i want because by the time in a new hope comes around he knows that anakin is darth vader it, you know it's sort of hinted that he knows who he is yeah um i want in this series i want him to find that out I when want, he actually found when he, out he actually finds out anakin lives and anakin is vader yeah. i want I, I want him to be like i failed like i thought and then at that moment he's like qui-gon yeah help me like, we, we say that but you know obi-wan never saw vader as anakin he saw Vader as a completely new person. He didn't see Vader as Anakin turned bad. No, it, yeah, he, from a certain point of view, yeah, yes, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He likes to tell half-truths, doesn't he, when, when, when he speaks. Diplomatic in, about the in truth. In riddles and stuff like that. That's why he says from a certain point of view. No, I totally get what you mean. He sees him as Vader. He sees he's more machine now than man. But it's that line when he says to Luke in Return of the Jedi, you know, uh, he's more machine now than man. Well, he must have tried, I think, to get Anakin back. He I must have. Because you can't say that because he left him off in Mustafar, the end of Revenge of the Sith. I would say he maybe find out, found out Vader is Anakin Skywalker, and he goes to him one last time to say, come back. Mm. He tries one more time to bring him back to the light side. It will probably be through the Force. Yeah. Maybe he tried to do it I would even say... Physi- Physi- physical I, I would be that would be awesome and because it also goes back to vader's line in a new hope where he where they're on the death star and he says i've i felt a presence a presence i've not felt since since the, and yeah. then he doesn't finish the line yeah and then you also have in return of the jedi when luke's trying to tell vader i want to bring you back you know and then he's like obi-wan once thought as you did so there's all these little things that i think you can play with it'll probably be true to force because i Vader was you've read the comics like Vader he was like on a mission to he was was still very conflicted yeah and but he was always surrounded by soldiers and he was always on a mission for the Emperor the few times the only time that may have happened is if Obi-Wan went back to um, Mustafa and that we could see Vader's castle yeah yeah we will certainly see Vader's yeah there'll be flashbacks. I can see the first scene. I can imagine the first scene. It will be him dreaming of that fight with, with Obi-Wan and how he felt. Damn, McGregor really... I just think, I think there is a lot of story to tell here. I think uh, there's some fans out there that say, oh, well, he's just sitting on a desert. And like, that's not the point though. Like, it, not much necessarily needs to happen. I just want to get inside his head. Do you know what he's going through while he's there? You know, learn more about the Force and the Force ghosts and all that stuff. I think there's plenty to mine there, but I think one season's enough. Yeah. Of everyone in Star Wars, one of the people I feel sorry for the most is Obi Wan. He's he's got a tragic history. Yeah, he's um, and all he wanted to do was to just stay true to his beliefs as a Jedi, but. He lost his girlfriend, his best friend, the order, he failed, and none of this was his fault. Exactly, and but the the great thing about Obi-Wan is that through all that, he still remains the ultimate Jedi. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think for most people, when they say Jedi, you think instantly Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Because he's like 
the Jedi. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's by the book Jedi. Mm -hmm. And it's just, he wasn't the best swordsman, but he he relied on the force. And that was how he was able to fight Vader. Yeah, he was very wise, very prudent, very, he was an astute student, you know. He, he would do whatever he needed to do to get to the next level. He was always playing by the book and everything. And um, that last scene in Mustafa where he was telling Anakin, you were like my brother, Anakin. Oh, that broke me, man. I can't watch, anytime I watch that scene, it really touches me. It, it, it's it's uh, because of the relationship they had and all that. And the acting was so good. So I've said it on the show before. I have my problems about the prequels, but if there's one thing that that's probably the best thing about the prequels is Ewan McGregor's performance as Kenobi. He did so good, but um, I'm just happy to hear this. They will probably bring back, um, what's his name? Um, Anakin. Hayden Christensen? Yes, yes, Hayden. I don't, no, I don't think so. They, I, will, they I, will try. I, I, I would like to see Vader. I want to see Vader. I want to see Qui-Gon Jinn. I want to see Yoda. I, do you know what? I think... Young boy Luke. Yeah, they they will do. I think there will be young boy Luke. There might um, not be. Uh, what's his name? Um, Luke's uncle. Uh, Owen and Baru. Okay, I I, knew, I mean I know who you, I did, can't remember their names, but yeah, his uncle and his aunt. Yeah, they died. They got. They touched. died in in, a, in New Hope, but I think I want to see them in there as well. Yeah, but I don't think they'll be Vader. I think they will keep Vader apart because Vader is their most is their most valuable asset. Yes. So and and you know anything that's has Vita in it is going to pull crowd. So they want to use it very You definitely carefully. have to mention him, though. I don't think you can tell an Obi-Wan story without yeah, you can't talking about Vader or Anakin. Yeah, it's like you can't, you can't because you, you can't talk about... You, you can't not even mention Order 66. You will have to mention Order 66 because that's what brought him to that um, desert. So a lot of story there. Or they can just flip it on its head and just turn it into a joke and make him a space cowboy that when he retired he started building the um, resistance and just making him a space cowboy they can do that they, they could do that but i think from canon it's pretty much said that obi-wan kenobi just stayed on tattooing yes which is that true from what we know i mean this it's a long period it's 19 years exactly between episode three and four so there is a long period he could have been doing stuff exactly so they can it just depends on and obviously kathleen kennedy is involved is she still the executive uh, she, she's still ceo at lucasfilm yeah so i mean what i'm saying is they can take any part of they can do anything and say this happened at some point in his 19 year hiatus they could do anything so i'm just hoping they don't do what I just said. Make him this. Yeah, I want to see yeah. almost like a Western style, but not like space cowboy style. I want to see Western like a Logan. Yeah. Very much like Logan. Yeah, that's that's actually the perfect description. I want to see an Obi Wan Kenobi movie uh, series like Logan was. Mm. Character study, Western style without being you know outrageous, and you really really feel for this guy. Yeah, I mean if if it's a series, they will give him. As all series go, they will give him a mission. They will, tell, they will establish what he's trying to achieve. And I'm, maybe, maybe what the end his mission in this series is to reach Anakin. That's what that's what I'm thinking. I think, I think he, I think we get the reveal mm. that he finds out Vader's actually Anakin, and that his whole purpose in the series is trying one last time to save Anakin. To save Anakin. That would be a good tie-in to that fight yeah. in the end. As we know, it won't end well. Yeah. And it will end on a depressing note, like he's lost. Mm. I think that's the way they'll go, but we'll see. But this is amazing, great news. Like, 
I'm sure there's no dates or nothing. No, uh, nothing yet. I mean, obviously, we've got Mandalorian coming out this year. We've got Cassian Andor coming out next year. I would probably say early 2021. Yeah. 20 yeah. Before we see this. But take your time. I want to see this done well. And from what we've seen, it's probably going to be six to eight episodes. Fair enough. I mean, that's all we need. That is all you need. You know, I don't want it to... I just want it six episodes, one season, and that's it. Just end it there. Don't overdo it. Yeah, I can't wait for this. Yeah. And we'll find out more news. Hopefully, uh, next week is uh, D23. Yeah. We might find out some more information there. Yeah. Okay, so we'll stay on Star Wars because it has been a quite heavy Star Wars week. And the next bit of news is Benioff and Weiss, the Game of Thrones dudes, and their deal with Star Wars apparently has been altered. So we've talked about it on here that they have signed on to Lucasfilm to do what we believe is a trilogy of films. Don't know anything about the plot or the story or anything like that. Uh, from what we heard, they were the original deal was to write and produce all three movies. But now it looks like they are, they're going to be writing a treatment for the trilogy. So like a basic story, act one, two, and three. Mm. And they're only going to be writing one script. Maybe they might do the other two, but at the minute, it's just one. Mm, wow. What are your what are your thoughts on this bit of news? It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, and I'm wondering, does this have anything to do with Game of Thrones? The backlash from Game of Thrones and um, Disney may have been like, maybe these guys are not the messiahs we thought they'd be. Do, maybe do you? Not I see think that? it could be an element because I also found out that they didn't focus on Star Wars until Game of Thrones was completely finished. They came out and said that, so it wasn't like you know we predicted maybe they had their head in Star Wars and they. Mm -hmm. No, they finished Game of Thrones and then they started. Working. Well, they will say that, wouldn't they? Well, we yeah, can't, we can't. We but can't. still, Game of Thrones came out. It, you know, the, we talked. We know the reception it got. Maybe Lucasfilm were like, okay, you, you guys are still on board. Produce. We, we like you because you can't, again, we you can't deny they are good at what they do. But maybe not see the whole thing through. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's strange. It's this thing. This movie industry is just. You can just go from zero to hero or from hero to zero just like that. One wrong move, one bad episode, one wrong line in your stuff. And people will just, people don't care anymore. It's because there's so much option out there. Back in the time, I think if Game of Thrones had happened in the 90s, people would have probably been forgiven because there's nothing else. We didn't else. have else a lot. Yeah. Exactly, there was nothing else. So you get what you get and you love what you get. Whether it's good or not, you love it. But now, people can be like, well, I'm, I'm not into Game of Thrones because I'm into Lord of the Rings. And, you know, there's so much option, um, choice out there. And it's great. It's really good. Putting everybody on their toes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. The thing is, the, there's no much more information apart from this. I'd like to see where this goes next. But it looks like they probably won't have as much say in these next movies as yeah. we thought they would. Have. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as great as... And I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it's going to be as great as what we thought. I don't. I'm now not. I'm now doubting it's going to be the old republic because everybody was be like, it's going to be the old republic. They're going to. I'm hoping game it of still Thrones. is. I'm hoping it still is. Yeah. But it's if you bring in great directors and great script writers for the other two movies, say, then I can go. Okay, cool. We've got talent here, and they're just sort of overseeing. Do you know what I mean? They're just making sure you hit the right story beats that they want you to tell. And then the d filmmakers, scriptwriters, and, and directors can craft that in any way they see fit. Yeah, I just I just want to get into next year, so that because next year and the year after that is the is when we'll start seeing all these things we're talking about. Because right now, Lucasfilm are gonna uh, we're obviously heavily focused on the Rise of Skywalker, 
as they should be, and The Mandalorian. So that's their focus right now. So until next year, I don't think we're going to hear any more about this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the next bit of news from Star Wars is from the other set of movies that uh, will they, won't they be happening? And that is from writer-director Ryan Johnson, who did The Last Jedi. Uh, he has some comments. He came out basically talking about that they're moving away from legacy characters. His take on it is totally fresh. He's got this sort of, he mentions a blue sky element that the it's so vast that you can sort of do whatever you'd like. Uh, I like his comments. I think it's nothing news for me because I sort of suspected that that's what he was going to do. He was going to do something completely different and mm -hmm. outside of the Skywalker era, which is fine for me. And I think for a lot of Star Wars fans, like yourself, ND, who didn't appreciate the way he handled legacy characters, for me personally, I liked it. I know you didn't, uh, especially on the note of Luke Skywalker. I think this is a good way of him maybe trying again at Star Wars because he's a huge Star Wars fan. I, I think he knows his Star Wars and he's a great filmmaker, but maybe he wasn't suited for the legacy characters per se and he wants to do something else. That's more promising for me. Yeah. So here's a... I hope so. I hope, to be honest, I just want... I hope he does well and without damaging anything. Like he damaged... No one wants anybody to do badly. Exactly. No. But, you know, we'll see. But one thing that I'm thinking is... And I've asked this question on the show before. Can Star Wars as a franchise survive without the Force, the Jedi, and the Sith? Can it survive without that? Uh, no. No, I don't think it can survive without that. You don't eradicate it completely, uh, but you do loads of different stuff. So you have stuff for the Force and the Jedi, and you have stuff for bounty hunters, you have stuff for the, you know, the war part of it, you know, the soldiers and troops and transports. I think it's a wide range of things, but if you eradicate the Force and Jedi, it fails. You need to keep it in there somehow. Yeah. Uh, the perfect example is Rogue One. I always use it as a perfect example. It had very, very, very little to do about the Force. The Force was mentioned, but it wasn't part of the story at all. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we get that little bit of Vader at the end, but that's more like a cameo appearance. But it really had no effect on the overall story, apart from they all died. Do you, do, you see, yeah. do you see what I mean? Yeah, but it was it was sort of this, but the force was the central thing. It would, the, the, the theme of the force was established. Was the theme of the movie was hope. You know, well, yes, the theme of the movie was hope and courage and forgiveness and all these things, or they all touched on those topics. But throughout the film, you could see the force being mentioned. You could see all of it in there. So what I'm thinking is if you take, if those elements are reduced, or not giving the proper place or priority, your Star Wars film just becomes Star Trek. You know, sci-fi, spaceships, lights, um, lasers, and all of that. It loses its 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 bite. So, in as much as this, so this is me just blogging about it. But in as much as Disney is trying to sort of expand the universe that has been expanded much in the past three decades or so. They need to make sure that they leave those things that are crucial. They shouldn't get this hubris into this hubris. hubris. I yeah. love that word. <laughs> it shouldn't get into that and think that once they slap Star Wars and that it, it will sell. Look, uh, Solo is a perfect example. Exactly. You know, so they should learn and just be very careful that people are not as gullible anymore and they're not as forgiving anymore. If Game of Thrones has taught us anything, 
it's that no franchise is safe. So I just hope they do the a good job. The most watched, most beloved TV series in ever. history. Yeah. And it gets slated in the last season. Can you imagine that? It's crazy. No one would have ever thought that. I know, right? But here we are. So yes, no one is safe. Mm. Star Wars uh, better make sure they got it right. But I think we're still in muddy waters, I think, uh, in terms of what's the future. But from what we've seen, it looks promising. Dis- Disney Plus, I-, I think, especially looks promising because you've got Mandalorian. That's your Bounty Hunter series. You've got Cassian Andor. That's your Spy series. And then Kenobi. That's your Jedi series. Uh, it's, I mean, it, and they're talking to the right people. They're hiring the right people. They're, you're hearing these things. They're doing these plans. You're seeing the screenshots of um, Disney Plus. And you're just like, this is, this is great. They are buying all these franchises and all these companies and getting all this, you know, and you're like, wow, this is amazing, man. I can't wait. But yeah, so that is the news of Star Wars. Quite a lot to talk about, but the future is promising. So we'll move on to the next bit of news, and that comes from Scary Monsters to Tell in the Dark. And this is the director. uh, Scary Stories. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's my scary stories to tell in the dark, but it's going to have plenty of monsters. And this is what he's talking about. The director is talking about that it's 90% practical. Good. You know, CGI is more of an enhancement rather than a focus. Um, And he said it was it was the decision was made very early. He came, he was thinking about it. And then Del Toro uh, wrote and produced the movie, speaking to Del Toro. And he was like, well, yeah, we're, we're making these monsters. I love these comments because I'm a huge practical guy especially with monster designs because i feel as if if you have a practical monster it's scarier because mm-hmm. you can almost feel and touch it yeah do you I, know what i mean yeah i think we should explain to those listening what the, a practical is so practical is so there's practical and let's say there's cgi visual, the visual effects um practical is physical hardware that is in front of the camera you know so like, like they made films in the old days before there were computers. Everything you saw was actually there. There was no computer-generated imaging imposed on, in, 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 put in the shot. So what they're saying now is these, and most 90%, what, 90, 98% of, your, of the films you watch in the cinema today have one CGI or the other. Whether it's just smoke coming out of their mouth because it's cold or frost in the window or some just very little things, there's always a CGI treatment of every of film. Of course, you, know? you have to now. Yeah, but now they're saying that this film, Scary Stories to Tell in the Talk, there will be more, it will be more practical. There's more special um, makeup and all of that than visual yeah, effects. Exactly, so makeup, uh, models, yeah animatronics yes. actual monsters that you can you can see one in the room yeah this is the kind of thing that will make me watch it remember i said i'm not into monster movies so i wouldn't wasn't gonna go watch it but this is the kind of me news that would get me to the cinema because i don't feel i'm being cheated yeah. you know i i think i've mentioned on the show sometimes you go watch a film in the cinema and you feel cheated. It's like, have I just spent money on that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is two people sat in, or a group of people sat in front of a computer and just, uh, you know, you feel like... Mm-hmm. I totally know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, but when you see things like this, you're like, wow. A lot of work's gone into that. Exactly. So, to make it feel real. Exactly. That's respect to the audience, your, your audience. And um, this is the kind of thing. So I might go see this now in the mm-hmm. cinema because of this news. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I said, I'm going to be going to see it because I love monster movies and we got Del Toro on board, so... This just elevates it even more for me. So the next bit of news is that HBO Max 
could pay up to 1.5 billion, that's right, 1.5 billion dollars for the streaming rights for Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men. Damn. That's a huge number for just two series. 1.5 billion dollars. For two series. <sighs> crazy, crazy money. I mean, to an extent, I get it because they are arguably within the last 10, 15 years, two of the most popular sitcoms we've ever had. Yep. Um, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's about seven, that's 750 million each. Crazy. $750 million. That is, oh my goodness. The money these people call these days, it's like, is that, that is, are, are we that's, um, are we really spending, as a species, humankind, are we really spending that much to keep ourselves entertained? It looks like it. Digitally. Like, d d you know. <sighs> this amount of money just shows they are, they are trying to get you just to sit at home and watch these streaming series. I mean, HBO Max, I think it is a good investment because those two shows alone will bring in loads of customers. Will it? I think it will. It, when, when, when you say, oh, we're going to have Big Bang Theory, we're going to have Two and a Half Men, and they're also going to have Friends, mm. you know, plus all the other stuff they're going to have. Well, it's yeah. The, you're, you're investing in IP that will keep your streaming service for the long run. True, though. This is, I mean, yes, these are timeless, timeless um, sitcoms. People still watch Friends today. Oh, so do I. I got it on Netflix. It's, 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 it's one of those shows that, uh, I don't want. I don't want to watch. I don't want to sit down and watch anything. I, I, want, I just p put it on and I'm doing things around the house or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those type of shows, and it's very, very popular for that type of thing. Yeah, I need shows like that in my life too, as well. Like you just, just put do it friends, in, man. Yeah. It's on. It's on Netflix. Just flick it put on. Put it on. Just you know, just put it there. Yeah, but I agree with you. This is sort of like one of those things where you have sort of like redundant income it, it just keeps coming in you know it's not your main source of income exactly. but it just so, it's some background background money keeps coming in so what will happen is i guess they will remove it from sky they will take it off yeah, everywhere it's, it's all coming off yeah it's all okay. coming off yeah i know that friends is coming off for the beginning of next year mm. coming S off netflix speaking yeah. of which you know those um disney those marvel shows that were on netflix the netflix ones yeah yeah so i'm hearing that they're not dead they are taking them to Disney Plus. Um, I heard. It, I don't know it's, if it's, it's true. It's a, it's a weird... I think they are dead. I, I think they're dead. Uh, the contract says that as soon as you cancel it, you can't do anything with it for two years. Two years? It's already... It's almost one year already. Yeah. Um, at point of cancellation. Okay. Um, however, I don't... Th I think Disney will just be like, we're going to take these characters and just do it on our show. That's what I'm saying. But I don't. But I don't do it on Disney but Plus. I, don't, I think it will be a reboot of those characters. If they, for example, if they do Daredevil again, as much as I would love to get Charlie Cox to come back and play Daredevil, mm -hmm. they'd recast. They start again. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. I think. I. I think. I heard. I, I saw this in a, on a as in a rumor. I think they will do it. They will test the waters. They'll probably take one, and just do one season just to see Daredevil and just to see people's reaction, if it works. Then they will now do the rest because the, tri the yeah. tricky thing is though is that all those shows they were rated R. Mm. That's the tricky thing. Yeah, and Disney you know Disney is Plus is not going to have any rated R content. Confirmed. Confirmed. No rated R content. I think all the rate because they now own Hulu. Mm. I think all the rated R stuff they do will just go on Hulu. Then they'll put it on Hulu. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to. I want to see what I. I. I would like to think that these characters are coming back, but I don't think they are. Yeah, because I still feel. I mean, those shows were too. I like leave when the ovation is highest. That's what people say. But those shows were too good to just let it go like that. It's just. Uh, it's, it's especially Daredevil, man. Daredevil. Like, like I put that at the, like up in like the with all the Marvel movies, like at the very top. Yeah, but they, like, I mean, Punisher. Punisher was oh, awesome, yeah. Jessica, I mean, there was Luke good. Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Look at how it ended. Like they that needed a third season. Exactly. They just set it up for a final uh, another series. They showed the players who the new main characters were gonna be, and it ended. It didn't look like a planned end. It looked like they thought there'd no, be another yeah, one. Yeah, Luke Luke Cage wasn't a planned end. Uh, Jessica Jones was Daredevil. I think they had. It was an ending. It was an ending, yes. But I, they also had plans for season four. Exactly. Maybe like a new story arc. Yes. Okay? Yes, yes. If that makes sense. It does, yes. It um, does. But I, I don't know. It's We're in muggy waters at the minute when it comes to all these rights and streaming as everyone's kicking off their streaming services. So we don't really know what's happening. That's yeah. the, the basis. You know, I, I, it's it's good we have podcasts like us out there and all everyone is listening to us but because... People who are not really following this news will be very, very confused. confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very confused. Suddenly, you're not seeing Jessica Jones and this on Netflix anymore. Suddenly, you can't find Star Wars anywhere on the internet anymore. Yeah, where's that gone? Yeah, exactly. You know, and you're like, what? The other day, I was trying to play. Um, this is an off topic. I was trying to play Jay Z on Spotify. I said, Jay Z, he's not there anymore. He's on his title thing. And you're like, where did he go? So it's just like, that's how it's going to be for a lot of people. Suddenly, everything is changing. And you're like, what is happening? So guys listening out there, y'all need us in your lives. Make sure Just you, keeping you updated. Yeah, you know, we are very important. <laughs> uh, well, we'll stay on with streaming services. And we were talking about Disney. So Disney are reportedly unimpressed with the new mutants. I mean, this movie's never coming out. This, <laughs> this movie, you just need to throw it in the bin. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, this is fantastic for all over again. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's like, just, I yeah. mean, so this is the ongoing saga. This movie originally was meant to come out in, I believe, April 2018. So last year. No, it was before. It's to April 20. It was meant to originally. It was meant to come out 20. So I st we still hearing about it. Okay, okay. April. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's yes. when it was yes. meant to come out. This yes. was this was before Disney. We're gonna yes. buy Fox or yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. I saw the trailer. I thought, okay, this lo this looks kind of cool, horror X Men type of movie. I'm I'm all for it. Then we hear it's going in for reshoots, heavy reshoots. Like they're doing ninety reshoots, ninety percent of the film, and I, alarm bells started going for me. I thought, oh dear, th this is this is a catastrophe already. When you're saying you're going to redo ninety percent of the film. What was when you hear that you're wondering what's the problem? Is it the cinematography was wrong or the acting was terrible? I, I didn't think they were happy with the overall film, like wow. the story and everything. And I heard contradicting things. I heard they're reshooting it to make it scarier, and I've I also heard they're reshooting it to make it less scary, less horror. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Then it got delayed again. Then it got delayed again when when Disney bought it. Said we're going to push it, and then it got delayed again. So it's it's meant to come out. I believe March 2020 or April 2020. Yeah. It's not coming out. No, I think it's gone. What will happen? This would just be like, this would be fantastic. This would be their own Fantastic Four. It's that thing where we have. No, this, this would be like that Tim Burton Superman film that never got made. 
Uh, the one with um, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's just there somewhere. And you know, he did test shoots for that yeah, film. He, he, they were ready to start shooting <laughs> and then pull the plug. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, but yeah, it's a shame because I, I, I really like the New Mutants as characters. I think it's cool. And I think you had something there by going into the horror realm with the X-Men. I think you had something there yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. And now it just looks like it's been no, scrapped. Yeah, but I'm actually happy they're doing this. It means that there is quality control, that they are not going to just pull release out, anything, release yeah, anything yeah. you know. And so that's good. I'm sad because, like you, I was excited with New Mutants because, it, to me, it was like a higher level from... Um, teenage, what was the other one? Titans. Titans. Yeah. It was like Titans 2.0. With horror. Know, yeah. With horror. And yeah. I really like Titans. So I, I was looking forward to it, and if they are unimpressed, as low as Disney's standards are when it comes to quality story writing, and I say that with a lot of respect, if they are not impressed, then no, none Something's of us would Something's got to be wrong there. Yeah. Something's got to be wrong. Okay. Something else that is getting cancelled is The Hunt. <laughs> now, I can't believe this has actually happened. Now, this topic, this is a bit of a political topic. Mm. Let's just say that from the very get-go. So The Hunt, we reviewed it, I believe, the trailer for it yeah. last week or the week before. I thought it looked great. We were loving it. Yeah, it's uh, it was the movie about, you know, the 1% elites hunting down these people. And it looked just like an awesome action film. But they've cancelled it. Like, not only have they postponed the movie, they Universal removed it from the release date. Uh, politically got to do with the El Paso shootings. Shooting, yeah. and what was the other place? Uh, I, did, you know, these things happen so often. Yeah, that you just lose track. Um, so because of that, they don't want to put an, Im an image of all this gun use and stuff like that. And look, I, I totally get it. But at the same time, where do you draw the line exactly. between politics and art a and between just just release the film? Like it's not. Is it actually going to do any harm in releasing the film? Is it going to make things better? No. Is it going to make things worse? No. No. So I don't see what the problem it's, is. Um, I mean, I can understand delaying the release after a tragedy. I totally get it. Yeah, but cancelling it, it's like, no, it's, I don't think, nah, that's a bit too... A bit much. It's a bit too much, yeah. Especially now, not now. It's, 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 it's too much. There are things that should happen to help the situation, you know, and those things haven't happened for you to be for what you're doing to make an impact. America is a very complex country and um, it's, it's deep. I, I'm just like you, man. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. I'm disappointed. That's why I'm disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. I'm, I, disappointed. I'm also, I'm scared about what this means for the future of the industry. Do you know what, at what point do studios start going, ah, well, you can't do that movie now because it's got all this gun use and stuff like that. At what point do you draw the line? This is what scares me. Yeah, I, because now, I remember that trailer. We reviewed it. You know, it had that scene where they came into a store. They changed it. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm just like, so we're not going to see that now. It's like, so what's going to happen? So if tomorrow something happens to kids, they will not release the boys or... Yeah, the boys or it. Or it. Or what? Are you saying because of 9-11, we can't have films with planes? Or, uh, or terrorists in or planes? Or terrorists in planes. I mean, like, what on earth, man? Unless... If this is their reason, I just I'm disappointedly I'm disappointed. Very, very know. disappointed. I have to say. 
Um, so uh, apart from that, I, I mean, let's no, let's just stay on this. Oh, you want to stay on this yeah, a bit more? Yeah, yeah, because okay. I think people really need to chill. Remember, we in, back in February we were talking about um, this guy who was supposed to host the Oscars and came back and he, you know, uh, and he didn't host the Oscars anymore because of something he did billions of years ago. Mm. And well, and his attitude as well to, to what, for not apologizing again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But right now, people are getting a bit. So now, all these social justice movements are now becoming an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Normally, they're supposed to bring attention to a particular topic and everybody takes action and we move forward as a people. But now, it's just becoming this inconvenience where... It's becoming too much. Yeah, you can't do this, you can't say that, you can't go there, you can't not go there, you can't stand, you can't sit, you can't can't just do anything anymore without offending somebody. And the thing is, and I think the worst place to bring that into is art. Yes. Because art is meant to be this expressive freedom where you can just say something without the repercussions of real life situations. Yeah. Do do you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as your intent is not to to offend, offend, yes. Then, you know, just, you know, that's it. And, And as far as I'm aware, this movie, this movie was not meant to offend. This was just a fun action film. Exactly. Like, I, I don't see the problem. Like, are you going to say get rid of all action movies now? You can't have John Wick. I, I, you know, I know I mean? right? <laughs> Which glorifies guns. Like, yeah. come on now. The boys. Are you going to say the boys? N- yeah. We can't have the boys because you don't want kids drinking or all the love stories we watch on TV. Are you going to say you don't want to have love stories because you don't want to spread? Just, it's crazy. I mean, where's this? Go- where's the line going to stop being drawn? You know, and so I'm. I'm really, really not happy. If this was one of those film movies where we saw the trailer and we we're like, yeah, this isn't it. You know, I'd be fine. But the hunt was it looks good. It was a gonna be and a really is, good it's, film. It's, it's produced by Blumhouse as well, and we've seen the track record with Blumhouse. They make good movies. It was really. It's funny. a shame because uh, Jason Bl- uh, Blum also came out and said that he's like, I'm gutted. I hope we do release the movie, but he said it's out of my control. Universal, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I, I understand postponing it. I get postponing it. You can even yeah. postpone it for a whole year. That's if, fine. But, but give but us the cance- movie. Yeah, but cancelling such a cool film. But at the same time, we need to be sensitive to those people who have lost their lives and loved ones in no, gun violence. I, We're not I, saying. I, I agree with you 100%, but. Mm. Like I said, I don't think, even if you ask those people, I don't think they care mm, whether yeah. or not this film's coming out. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I I saw, I, we, I went to see the Black Clans, <laughs> even though they make light of racism, they made, you know, I, I, go, we, I watch films where they make light of this. I know their intention is not to mm-hmm. insult. Well, the director also being Spike Lee, so you know. Yeah, exactly. But even if it wasn't, even if the director was... It's just you know when there is somebody's doing this to upset you and when somebody's just doing it to express art. And you can tell the difference. Anybody who says they can't tell the difference is lying. You can always tell when somebody's trying to insult you and when somebody's just saying stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, that's it, man. It's the bigger issue. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, to more promising notes, Alexandra Aja, who is the director of... The very popular Crawl. Have you seen Crawl? You've seen it. I, I've, I've been meaning to see it. Uh, so he is in working with Amblin now, so Spielberg's little studio, 
uh, to make an interactive haunted house movie. Nice. Andy, this has got you written all over it because you're a fan of Bandersnatch, was it? Band- yes, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch from Black Mirror on yes. Netflix. Yes. where. Choose your own choose story. Choose your own adventure, yes. Kind so, of. yeah, this is going to be that sort of thing. Uh, as far as I'm aware, like audiences are going to have an app on their phone that they'll be able to select what the character goes through and stuff like that. Um, before I get into your thoughts, yeah. I have a couple of questions yeah. about this. Hmm. Um, I, I love the idea. I think it's a great idea. I was like, how do you control that in a cinema environment, though, with, first of all, pe- people bringing out their phones? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, if somebody chooses something and somebody else chooses something else, mm. what happens on the big screen? Do you know what it's I mean? It's not going to be a big screen. It will probably be VR headsets. VR headsets. Yeah, they won't in be a, a big cinema. Screen. In a cinema, yeah. That, there wouldn't yeah, be a big that's screen. That's what I was yeah. sort of thinking. I was like, how are they going to pull this off? Yeah, yeah. that's probably what it's going to be. But what do but you think? I, it's amazing. We called it on the show when Bandersnatch came out in December and we said, this is we're going to start seeing more and more things like this. And this is just the first thing. But... Interactive movies is a thing, and I think we're going to start seeing more and more of this. And I like it. I, I kind of like it. The fact that, because I, a lot of people don't do this, but I do. People find, have a problem re-watching stuff. Some people, once they watch something once, they can't oh, watch no, I it I love again. re-watching stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love re-watching. I actually like my second watches better than my first. Especially in the cinema. Exactly. You know, so, um, so this lets you rewatch for those people that don't like rewatching it lets you actually rewatch it again and it feels new so it's a new way of watching and consuming content i guess but i'm happy about it because there's so much potential in this there's a lot of potential so you're not going to ask people have you seen this film each film is an experience you watch the film according to who you are your experience of the film is based on your personality rather than whatever the director said you should see. How I interpret it. And as time goes on, they will now start, people start putting more thought into it. Imagine if, you know, and they will now start more options. More and, options. Yeah. And these options will tell you who you are and all of that. It's well, great. It's, it's almost like making a game. Yes. Yes. You know, and you know, the, the production issues on this is that it will take much longer. Because you have to, because first of all, you have to come up with the questions to give the audience, and then you have to answer all of those questions. Mm-hmm. Depending, you know what I mean? So yeah. it could become like a video game development where it just takes a bit longer. Yeah. But obviously, as technology gets better, yeah, it'll exactly. get quicker. I mean, they do. It, once you, if you have a good cast and a good crew, and you guys can w- know how each other works, you can churn things out very quickly. And obviously, this won't be, they won't do this. I don't think they'll do this kind of thing for the Lord of the Rings series or for Game of Thrones. It won't be for big budget. It will be for things where... Experimental stuff. Experimental stuff like a set. You know, I, mean, I mean, this one looks quite good, a haunted house. I think that I think that's quite a good environment to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it would probably be, should you save the girl or go yeah. into the room? Oh, yeah. Do you, which door do you pick? Yeah, yeah that, that kind sort of thing. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like this is the basic level. Yeah. They needed to start with the very obvious ones where there's going to be a lot of obvious choices to be made Mm -hmm. but very soon in five years time if this um, idea doesn't die down you will have start having real good films with real consequences Mm -hmm. and your experience is different from my experience so we'll be reviewing a film and say how did it end for you you say he he died and i'll be like no she lived (laughs) and you know it'll be different that's cool movie reviews will be so different will be different (laughs) yeah 
Uh, but what do you think? Because you've seen Crawl. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard very, very good things about it. Um, Alexandra Aja, mm -hmm. do you think he's the right person to do something like this? Well, not. so there are three names. There are two names on this news story. There's Alexandra Aja and there's Amblin. I believe in Amblin. So I don't really care how good he is as a director. I believe that Amblin's supervision would make him step up. And mm -hmm. if it's terrible, like what um, Universal did, we won't see it at all. So trust Amblin rather than the director. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. that's what I'll say. Fair enough. Cause I, he, yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be more about the technology side of it than yeah. the actual story. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that is the news. I mean, we did have some more news, but we're just so packed out with you guys. So we're just going to head into our favorite section, and that is the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Indeed. We have a few trailers to go through. I actually quite liked some of the trailers. Like, Did you? I liked most of them. Yeah, to me, the couple of them were just boring. Couple yeah. of, a couple of them I wasn't too sure on, but there's a couple I really did like. Yeah. Uh, the first one being probably my favorite one, yes. and that is Dolmai Is My Name. And this is Eddie Murphy's new movie uh, about black exploitation phenomenon. You heard that right, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's back, baby. Yeah, he's back. He's yeah. back. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, actually. no, he's uh, been out he's been for quiet. Wow, yeah. Uh, and this is back with a bang. Yes. This is a. This looks good. This, mm. You know, it's got uh, the story. It's based on a true events. It looks like the birth of the black exploitation films. The 70s, you know, had kung fu and gangsters and sex. And, you know, it's all in the trailer. You can see it there. And the cast looks so good. You know, Murphy's in there. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, man, it's such a good film. And like you, I'm just happy to see Eddie Murphy back. And it looks good. It's funny. And I don't know. I'm just going to be laughing all through. I mean, I mean, give something. Imagine if it was Tarantino that wrote this. This, you know, it could have. It looks has almost has like a Tarantino thing yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah, he likes this kind of. He likes this genre. He likes this era. This film. era, yeah. So uh, that would have been cool, man. But he would have Samuel Jackson would have been in it. Oh man! Imagine if Samuel Jackson was. Oh, in Oh, maybe film. it's a cameo. Probably that would be so. That cool. That would be cool. But no, I'm loving. I love the trailer. I love the people I saw. These are very good comedians. It looks very good, and this is going to be a good film. It's Dolomite is my name. I don't fully know the guy. Dolmite? I'm going to no, do some I'm research. No, I'm not familiar with the actual person himself. Yeah, we'll do some research and see what's up with that. But it, this looks like a good film. And Eddie Murphy's first film, I mean, that we know of in a very, 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 very long, time. long time. Yeah, And it's on Netflix. It's on, Oh, yes. It's on Netflix. Netflix. So it's actually coming out in the cinemas for select cinemas, not all cinemas, select theaters for a limited time. And then it will be pop straight on Netflix to watch for your own convenience. Yeah, probably won't even be in the UK. They probably no, it probably can, just come yeah, straight out on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But uh, so this is not a film to watch in the cinema. This is one to watch at home. And it. But the thing is, even if it did come out in the cinema here, I would have gone to see this because this is for me a cinema film. But I just love that we're getting. It's what we were talking about. This is the future. So now you're going to release it in the cinema, one or two weeks, get some buzz, straight onto your streaming service, cost less money. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for your, like cinemas because. I mean, there's no business it's anymore. Exactly. The cinemas are now designed for event-type films. Star Wars, Avengers, those type of films. 
films like this, not well, the any other type of film apart from a franchise streaming yeah. service. How many more of, and how many of those event movies do we get in a year? I think cinemas they, will not have they, to we're getting like one every th- month now, aren't we really? Yeah, but I mean cinemas have to start doing doing something. Probably like a cinema pass. Yeah, cinema pass. They they sometimes can work. Uh, I mean, I know the cinemas here in in UK. I mean, View is uh, View Cinema is the one I go to. They reduced the price. They got it down to five pounds for a cinema pass. For, no, for a, a ticket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need to do. do. But do you know what I mean? Like it used to be twelve. True. It used to be twelve pounds. I remember going to the cinema, and you you easily spend over twenty pounds on the film, and you know all the food and stuff that you get because also those prices are extortionate. Yeah. Uh, now I can go to the cinema for five pounds. Yeah, and, and now with five G, I don't know if you know. This is about technology, but with five G, nobody will go to the cinema because you just download it in an instant. Yeah, five G is uh, we, we. This is not a technology tech blog, but five G changes the game if they actually implement it because it's it's bloody expensive to do. But if it if it does come out, it's people, out. It's out. I mean, if. <sighs> Anyway, it's a very expensive thing. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be. It's yes, not like it's still expensive, yeah. and it's still now. It's still very, very patchy. Like, yeah, it, 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 you need to have. You need to stand right next to like a mast. Yeah, the <laughs> mast. It has to be a mast every ten meters because the signal's strength of five G is not strong. It packs a lot of data, but the reach is not strong. So they need to keep having building more masts, building more masts, and all. That's why it's so expensive. But if it comes out in the UK, that means people can like literally watch a film, download a f- an entire movie in seconds. Why would anyone want to go to the mo- cinema? Like nobody will. It will only be. It'll just be us. It'll be just the f- the film buffs. The film buffs just going to the cinema. So cinemas will probably need to do some. Thing is, but we we've seen it in the last few years. Cinemas have been closing down. Yeah, that's the it's the way it is. I'm afraid. Yeah. It's sort of like theaters. Like th- theaters used to be a thing. There, there used to be a thing people would go to the theaters and watch it and now I, if I tell you I haven't been to a theater in years yeah I haven't been to one in years yeah, I mean no. I like going to the theater yeah. don't get me wrong but it's they're also very expensive yeah some kids <laughs> would tell you some teenagers would tell you they've never been to a theater yeah. once only drama class at school yeah. but nothing else it's crazy but it's just the world we're moving into uh, so the next trailer we got to talk about is A Hidden Life and it is the new movie by Terence Malick and it for me it's got Oscar written all over it it smells of oscar uh basically about uh, what was the guy's name franz jürgen somebody I, so i'm not <laughs> going to butcher the name here about a german person during the second world war who refused to fight for the nazis mm. it looks a very compelling story it does it look compelling i think it does for, it, for me personally okay yeah I, I i like it i like the look of the story i like you know rebelling against you know the small people sometimes that make the most yeah. changes had some very um sorry to interrupt sorry no go ahead it had some very funny camera angles i was gonna say oh. i really liked the i liked the cinematography uh interesting interesting very yes. interesting said so like like you were saying like uh, the use of lenses and mm-hmm. different angles yeah um but i think that's all intentional yeah it's a uh, to tell yeah. the story yeah yeah, it's more a creative choice rather than the director not knowing what he was doing. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a creative choice. Yeah, but the fil- yeah, to me, the film looks a bit slow. So, you know, yeah, you use the verb, you used, sorry, you used the word compelling. In me, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel, oh, this is something I really need to see. It was a slow burn, and maybe I'll love it. I'm just saying from the trailer, I just, you know, I just, yeah. 
but it, it, it's it's cool but me saying that this film got into the Cannes film festival and that's, that's a, no easy feat. that's not an easy thing to do that is not an easy thing so i'm probably talking rubbish i do not know <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> well we'll find out on december 13th i mean it's coming out in december that's that's a sign that they want it to win for an Oscar. Yeah. 100%. Um, I was also surprised. We'll get into this a bit later with another trailer. I mm. kind of wish they had more German. Okay. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm going through this phase now where I'm watching a lot more international stuff. Yeah. Spoken in the native language and just with subtitles. I like that. Yeah. And I, I just kind of, yeah, I just kind of hoped they had a bit more German in there. German, they make very good films. Ge they are very, I mean, you know, dark is just <laughs> just the tip of the iceberg of what they can do. They're very talented over there in Germany. Very good. Like, before before the second world war mm -hmm. german art was everything they had the printing presses in every city they had music they had films if you see the horror films if you watch horror films german horror films from the 30s you will be shocked you would think it was made in the 60s that's how advanced they were so they were very very they're good they're very so. good so that's the only thing about me but then again that's more of a personal thing mm -hmm. okay uh, so the next trailer is Little Woman, and this is... They did make a movie back in the day, didn't they? Little Li Woman. Are you talking about Pretty Woman? Pre oh, sorry, yeah, Pretty Woman. So Little Woman is based on the book, mm -hmm. uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, who is the director of, I believe, last year's Lady Bird. Very good film. Very, very good film. And yeah, I mean, if this is a very popular story. Everyone knows this story. I believe I did it in school. I think so. I can't mm -hmm. remember. Um... But yeah, I mean, you just give me the name Greta Gerwig from her amazing film, Lady Bird, which I thought was one of the best films of, of that year. Yes. Okay. Was it last year? The year last before? Year. Was yeah, last year. Last year. Yeah. Um, you also have, I can't remember her name, but the main actress in Lady Bird is also coming mm -hmm. into this film as a lead actress. And you have Emma Watson, you have Meryl Streep, you have Laura Dern. This just looks, it's an action, great cast, thespian cast. Uh, story looks good, great director trailer looks good i'm all on board yeah i mean it's it's a political film it's 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 literally it's hidden figures have you seen did you do you remember hidden figures uh i know of the film yeah. the one about the women the black women who helped them put a oh space. yeah take it yes yeah. yes yeah yeah it's just literally it's the same hidden figure story but this time around rather than space yeah further back Rather than space, the space um, age, it's a, it's more liter literature arts. and all arts, you yeah. know, and that. And um, but it's the same challenges, like a time where women were not allowed to do what they wanted, or, or we're not allowed to express anything besides being a wife or a mother. Yeah. Well, it's said in the trailer that um, sh the character was saying i'm so sick of any the only thing women have any value is love exactly which they have much more to do than yeah that. yeah and i feel and i get and i get that i'm sick and tired of it like there is a trailer we're going to review here which is i loved it i loved the actress she was doing very well once they introduced the love thing i just lost respect for the film because i, I don't like that thing about films where it's always have to be about falling for a guy or exactly oh and, th and this this film is all about overcoming that yes exactly telling them i want to do deeper stuff i want to do more stuff and i want to be my own person so yeah it's a very political film uh, it's definitely one for the ages i can tell you that and it comes out on christmas day 
So you guys can oh it's very pop it's not here in the UK but in America it's very popular to go to the cinema on Christmas day. Well we just watch here. We just watch at home mm-hmm. after But yeah, the, a lot of Americans from what I've seen yeah. they go to the, they go to the theater huh. on Christmas day. But there we are. Uh, the next trailer is a war film and it is The Kill Team starring Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, this fi- this trailer basically looks like it's a war film in Afghanistan, modern yeah. war, I would say. Um, about the horrors of war, I would say about shining a light on that being a it being in the army is not as glorious and as nice as they make it out to be in the advertisements that you see. You do a lot of dark stuff, a lot of illegal stuff goes on down there, and it's a story about the line of do your morality and also serving your country. So I think I think it's a good story. It's a good story. I'd love to. I, I'm I, I'm actually going to watch it because I want to know what that what it's like, you know. Um, I always say I've I tweeted this a while ago, a couple of years ago, and it got a lot of retweets and attention on the internet. I say, and I said, if society doesn't understand a topic, it's because there are not enough movies about that topic. Movies is the way we. On, we understand how to live. We know what's right and what's wrong. It's changing now with social media, the internet, with the internet and social media. But movies is an integral part to sociology. So when so seeing these things, I want to understand what it's like fighting a war because um, these people will come back and in most cases they are very vulnerable. They can't integrate back to society. They're not the same. Yeah, you they, see, they, yeah. they've seen things. They've seen things. You know, a normal person. You see someone like me, normal guy, goes to Iraq for six months, comes back a different person. You what? would have seen things you wouldn't have believed were possible. Yeah. So I want to know what that is. I just hope this film does justice to that. But yeah, it looks good. It does look good. It does look good. There's no. Uh, What's his name again? The guy, um, lead, not the lead actor. The his sergeant. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's the same guy who plays it Pennywise. He's the guy. <laughs> so yeah. he's got a bit of crazy in him, mm. definitely. No, I like Alec- Alexander Skarsgård. I th- I do think it's going to be a good film. It's by A24. Yeah. They make good indie films. They make good sort of dramas, by sort of things. So yeah, uh, no news on the dates, but it did say coming soon. Mm. So are you going to check that one out in cinema? Not cinema, but certainly streaming. Definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So the next trailer. This is the one you were talking about, Andy, and this is Last Christmas. Oh God! Even the name is cheesy. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas romantic comedy starring Amelia Clark. Daenerys, Queen of Dragons. Uh, she's been, well, apart from Game of Thrones, she's been doing a lot of these rom-com sort of thing. I don't have anything to say about it because it's, you know, it is what it is. You, We get one every year, a Christmas-themed rom-com. Yeah. And this, and th- just this year, it's starring Amelia Clark and written by Emma Thompson. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I love from what I saw in the trailer, Emilia Clarke's performance was exquisite. She was so good. I loved her performance, and I was really excited because this is no. I wasn't used to seeing Emilia Clarke as this. I'm used to seeing her being the Queen of Dragons, you know. And it was really good. The moment they introduced her love, the guy, the love interest thing, I just the whole thing just fell flat for me. Everything from there on was just flat and. I just kind of lost, and it's back to what we we're saying earlier that they should stop 
objectives. You stop making it look like that's all women are here for to be in a relationship. Like seriously, you know. And um, so this film, nah, it's not for me, honestly. I would, the only reason I'd watch it is because I think Emilia Clarke's performance is really good, but the story itself they've, they've messed it up for me. That's one thing I will agree with you on. I, from the trailer, anyway, her performance does look really good. Uh, I have actually been very critical of Amelia Clark. Anything apart from Game of Thrones she's done, I haven't liked her. No, she's been terrible in a lot yeah, of films. That, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Every, anything apart from Game of Thrones, I'm just like, really? Like, you were so good in that. What, what's coming out here? So this looks like, only from the trailer, her best thing since Game of Thrones. But again, I can't judge until I've seen the whole film. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be, this is her best because she was bad in, there was this film about her being a nurse. That she was terrible in that one. She was terrible in Terminator. But that wasn't her fault because the script was useless, <laughs> you know, but... But this one, she was really doing. Yeah, I it. thought she was okay in solo. Like, yeah. I, oh, she was in solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was. I off, thought she okay. She was forgettable. You see, I didn't even remember her. That's how forgettable she was. And the performance is about remembrance. You had to remember the performance. So, uh, Emilia, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope people love this film. I love you, and I love the film. I just don't like. You know what they were doing with what the whole thing. What was going on? Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, that's gonna, I'm gonna miss that one out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna miss that one out. One I definitely won't be missing out on is Parasite. Uh, this comes from director Bong Jong Ho. Uh, October 11th, it comes out, and no, well, you were not joking. This is a this is an Asian film. This is an Asian film. So you, you know yeah. that's his actual name. That's his name. Yeah. I have no idea what this film's about. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks awesome. I mean, the basic premise of the film is that we have this guy who um, is forging his documents, you know, some sort of degree to become an English tutor. And then it just kicks off from there. I don't really know what else was going on, but it looks awesome. It does look good. It looks good. It started. Yeah, you're right. It's um, a film about a con man or he was pushed to become a con man. He forged papers to front as an English teacher to a rich family mm -hmm. and that's as far as the trailer made sense then after that they start putting in clips from here and there and start writing something about a twist so there's a huge twist they didn't say what it is or where it's coming in from but there's a huge twist but as far as things make sense that's all we got from the trailer from about halfway through the trailer boom that was it they just threw a lot at you very intense I didn't know what I was watching, but what I was watching, I enjoyed. Yeah. So this is an Asian film. It's subtitled. It's subtitled in in um. It's subtitled in English, but it's actually is that Chinese or Mandarin? I don't or? know. Oh yeah. I, I, I'll need to find out. I don't yeah. want to confirm. Yeah. yeah, but it's um, yeah, but the cinematography is good and the acting. Look, Asian. You know, this is what we're saying about German, German, um, German in the before the the World War. Um, there's a lot of art in Asia as well. Eastern cinema is awesome. And it's very different to Western cinema yeah, as well. But it's very artistic. The whole manga thing. You know, you know, for a couple of weeks I've been doing um I've been watching a lot of old films. And this week I was watching um Akira Cruz Akira Kurosawa. I was watching um Ron. Have you seen Ron? Yes. Oh man, that is such a good well put together film. Very but the every shot was a painting. It was beautiful. Everything was beautiful, very symmetrical and all that. Was one of the best directors, in my opinion, 
one of the best directors ever. He's up there with um, Kubrick. Kubrick, Kubrick, yeah, yeah and, all, these and um, all those people. Yeah, he's up there with them. So yeah, well, he changed cinema, didn't he? He, he changed, and he yeah, he did. The thing is, with with Eastern cinema, like I said, it's so different to Western ci cinema that sometimes it doesn't translate well over here. Like, there's a lot. That's why a lot of Eastern cinema it doesn't really come across because a lot of the Western audience don't get it. Yeah. With it, they don't quite understand what's going on. Very different uh, types of storytelling. Yes. Which is, this is what intrigues me because I want to see how well this film does. I'm a sucker for Asian cinema. You know, I love Akira. All that sort of stuff is awesome. I'm interested to see how well this translates though. This is what I mean. Like, because this almost looks like an Asian film but marketed like a Hollywood film. Yes, exactly. It's an Asian film with the Hollywood look. Yes. You know, and you're absolutely correct. Asian, um, there is a mindset to watch. Um, for example, manga, manga, manga movies. There is a mindset to watch. You can't come to a manga movie like you're watching an American cartoon. You would just be no. It's totally there's a mindset of what to expect mm -hmm. and how that world works. Exactly, it's exactly the same if you're reading a comic or if you're reading manga. It's a totally different experience. It's, yeah, it's a different experience. And you need to, if you don't get your mind in that frequency, you will miss it. It, it, it will look like nonsense to you. And that's what you were saying. I totally agree with you on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's it, Andy. That's the last of the trailers. What's, your, what's been your favorite one? Dolmite, for sure. I think Dolmite and Parasite for me. Yeah, Dolmite and Parasite. Um, yeah, Last Christmas had potential. Till they broke it for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Kill Team looks has got potential. Yeah, Kill Team has got potential. It's, it's a Sunday Netflix kind of film. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for, for me, Dolmite and Parasite, those are the two big ones for me. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Those are the movies that I will see mm. like in the cinemas yeah. if, I, if I can. Uh, so that is the tra at the end of the trailer park, and we're now going into the next section, which is What's Coming? You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. So, just one thing coming out this week, and that is Del Toro's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. Now, we briefly spoke about this at the beginning of the show. Andy, yep. uh, since the bit of news came out that yep. it's going to be more practical, are you now more inclined yes. to see this film? 100%. Now that I know what happened in, in production, they deserve to have me in the cinema. Yeah, so I'm definitely I'm gonna check this one out. Scary stories to tell in the dark is coming out this week. Practical, it's it's gonna look like a proper. It's gonna look like a film. Mm -hmm. a it's gonna look film. like a Del Toro film. Yeah, a proper film, like the old horror tropes from. You can feel, feel and touch the monsters. Yeah, yeah, and it's summer because this is when the summer. I, I would come out. It would be hot. Yeah. So, but yeah, because then as a kid. Because it was so hot outside in summer, we couldn't play outside, so we'd have to go in and then we'd watch the horror film. So horror films for me, I don't think about the night. It's the daylight and the sun. Yeah, that's when I see horror films in my brain. You know, there is a classic thing of a horror, a summer horror movie. Yeah. This, yeah. this, what it, this is what it looks mm -hmm. like to me. Yeah. Uh, there's been getting really good reviews. It did come out a couple of weeks earlier in the United States and it has been getting very good reviews. And I didn't even know this actually until a couple of weeks ago. This movie is PG-13. Is it? Yeah. There's a lot of blood in it. Yeah. If I remember the trailers. I remember the trailers, yeah. But this movie is PG-13. It's not rated R. Hmm. Strange. That, wait, so what? You can now show blood to kids? Well, I wonder how much blood they're showing. 
I wonder what at what level. Remember that was that scene. Okay, no, that was well, a dog. I think we'll need to re rewatch re re the trailer. The trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's PG thirteen, so easily accessible, and it still looks dark, dark as hell. So yeah. It's because it's practical. It's because it's practical. The lighting they've used as well. It looks like they haven't done many locate, you know, all in within like the same farm. Same village. Uh, yeah. Stuff, the town kind of film. Yeah. Love so yeah. It. Are you going to see it on this, this week as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be hopefully be checking that out if I can. Uh, and that is it. That's coming out this week. And yeah, that is the show. That's been uh, it's a very good show, I'd say. I had a lot of fun, especially talking about Kenobi. Yes. Love Kenobi. More to come on that. More, more, more to come. More That's going to, gonna, my eye is going to be fixed on that. Yeah. I think, honestly, I'm more excited about that than episode nine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though it's coming oh, yeah, in three yeah. years' I, time. I, I, I would say so as well. Yeah. I, I would say so. And I, I mean, we'll know, we'll hopefully know more our next episode because D23 is coming out. Yeah. I just want them to say, bring out you and McGregor on stage and oh. just be like, here you go. <laughs> so if I was to choose between the Mandalorian and the Obi-Wan series, I would Kenobi. choose. I'll choose the Obi-Wan series. That's how much I love that character. I agree. No, yeah. I'm the same. I want to see this story. Yeah. I want to see this story played out. Uh, so yeah, that is it, guys. Uh, but before we head off, Andy, where can the lovely people find you? You can all find me on Twitter at Nduwaj, which is at N-D-U-A-J. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. And find us, Film 7, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major streaming services. And you can find us all over on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Film 7 Podcast. But until our next show, guys, see you later.